1: Welcome, welcome to Amplified with Gun Rashan on Voice America Influencer Channel. We are so excited to have two wonderful guests, one that I met in St. Louis and then of course my son and we have Joel with his new book and we're going to be talking in depth of how you can create a tipping point with your income. So Joel, congratulations on your new book. Thank you so much and uh, again, thank you for having me on. You're welcome. And, uh, Kenny, you are working on a, a new book, if I understand. Is that correct? I can't hear you, Kenny, because you're oh, muted. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. okay, so I see in the first uh, nine years or so of your life that you hadn't had a lot of growth, uh, hair growth on your face. And so now you've turned the big ten, and you were bragging about uh, getting a little fuzzy up there. So tell the audience about this.
2: It's fake. It
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean it's fake? This show is about real stuff. This is real news. Oh. <laughs> All right. So you're going to keep the mustache on, the fake mustache on during the interview? Now, you were making me happy earlier because you had the uh, you had the, the circular smiley faces. Do I get any of those today?
2: Okay, sure. Do you want me to turn it on?
1: Yeah, go ahead and turn it on. But I just realized if you're going to be showing your books, you're going to have to take both those off. And stop doing mute because you're going to keep forgetting to unmute. So don't mute anymore
2: but I'm
1: temporarily unmuted. I mean muted. Okay, well, you know, I don't know why you're temporarily unmuted, so stop doing that. Okay, can you do the circles or do you wanna just take the background off so we can see you? I'm
2: gonna take the
1: background off. Okay, so I wanna start seeing some books. So you have, uh, so Joel, uh, I told him about the fact you have 10 books and you're technically working on your newest book. What's your newest book called? Oh, me? No, no, uh, Kenny's Kenny's not ready for this show. It doesn't seem like. <laughs> no, uh, gonna, uh, gonna...
2: my, my, the the book I'm gonna do is called My First Ten Years.
1: Uh-huh. And, uh huh, and it's you're gonna be sharing some of the wisdom and philosophies of of a life you love.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, tell me something you've uh, you've written recently about in that book.
2: Um, um, who are strangers?
1: Okay, you want to share. Your philosophy about
2: strangers? Strangers are actually our aunts, uncles, or cousins, because we all came from the same person, Adam and Eve, and after the, the great flood that happened millions and millions of years ago. Noah's, Noah's daughter had two girls, and they repopulated, and now in 2023, we have at over 8 billion people under Earth.
1: All right, well, um why don't we give two more teasers, two more teasers uh, so tell tell your what you think the secret to success is.
2: I think the secret to success is like do what you're great at, do what you like focus on sports, focus on the job you want to be when you grow up.
1: All right, and then I know you haven't written about this in the book and you may not even share it in the book, but would you share? The, uh, the geometric um, formula that you came up with to figure out the sides and angles?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Your sides and angles, four sides, five sides, how you figured it out, the angles?
2: Oh, uh, um... Can you help me with that one? Sure.
1: Okay. So all the sides add up to what amount? For a, a
2: triangle, all the the total angle is 180 degrees if you add a, if you add one more angle which will which one more side that's a square you'll have 360 degrees
1: cuz that's 90 times endagon,
2: you just yeah. add 180 more
1: okay perfect so we'll that's over oh, again. No. Each, so he yeah, yeah so Joel he figured out on his own that all you do is you add a side and then you add 180 degrees and you'll know what each angle is when you divide the amount of sides by that okay okay that's so uh, let so let's go ahead and uh, share your tenth book because that's your that's your first book you really wrote about an adventure.
2: Oh, um, my zoo book.
1: Yeah, created, why don't you show?
2: Illustrated by AI.
1: Well, it's by Dakota. Dakota is yeah. the new actually. So go ahead and give him a shout out because he's the one who actually created yeah. the A. Yeah, yeah, he, he made he
2: had an AI and it illustrated all of these.
1: Show, show some of them. Show some of them. Joel wants to see Hyper, them too. Yeah, definitely.
2: Pictures of magical animals.
1: And so, tell, tell about the story though, real quick. What's um, the story about?
2: It's really about me um, discovering magical glasses. Because in the start of the story, I see animals in cages and they look very sad. But after I find, uh, let me see my magical glasses the magical glasses, when I put them on, they all turn happy, and they turn into magical animals. So this was the sloth that was in the cage and on the first page.
1: Awesome. And uh, why don't you read a little bit about the back cover so people know what the book's about.
2: And he decides to go to the zoo and is surprised to see such sadness in the animals being captive. He discovers some magical glasses and a colorful spiritual world it becomes his new reality when he puts them on. So on this magical journey with Kenny and experienced animals showing their inner spirit of freedom. When he returns home to his cats, he has a whole new perspective on caring for all living species. Kenny hopes to inspire you and have a voice for animal cruelty and endangered species. Live free and love free. Kenny.
1: And go ahead and show the picture of you with your cats that's illustrated and then show the picture of you with your cats in real life. So that's Kenny and his cats. Here. Okay, and I'll show the picture of you with your cats in real life. There you go, so he's got two cats and I, I went and switched my mug, Joel, so that I have my cat dad uh, mug. Nice. So uh, Kenny, you also went to Machu Picchu, you can show your new version of your your book Small. there.
2: Small, book.
1: All right. Awesome. Yeah, he's got Is He wanted to go more of a handheld uh, approach for that one. And then
2: adventure books.
1: Yeah, for adventure Um, books. And then once you share your joke book, which started it all
2: small pictures.
1: Yeah, smaller pictures, right?
2: Yeah. Um, Joke book, the one that started
1: them. The one that started it all. So you can show that. Yeah, in the back, I see you have Minecraft, but you don't play Minecraft as much, right?
2: No, not really. Minecraft turned into. Like a whole different game now. It's it's not Minecraft anymore.
1: So what's the, what's the game you like to play now?
2: Um, Bedwars and Roblox.
1: Okay, so Joel has been bugging me all morning to hear a joke from you. So I'm That's not right. gonna. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. You want to tell a joke? Should
2: I tell a joke with the answer or a joke with no answer?
1: Uh, do with no answer, so we can try and guess it. Okay. You're, I mean that sounds more like a riddle, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
2: Little Johnny's always being teased by the other neighborhood boys for being stupid. Their favorite joke is to offer Little Johnny his choice between a nickel and a dime. And Little Johnny always takes a nickel. One day after Johnny takes a nickel, a, neighborhood, a neighbor takes him aside and says, Johnny, those boys are making fun of you. Don't you know what a dime is worth more than a nickel, even though the nickel's bigger? Little Johnny grins and says, well, if I took the dime, they'll stop doing it. And so far, I made $20.
1: So, Joel, he picked that because it was a money joke. And since, <laughs> since so many people actually treat money like it's a joke. They don't, they don't have the secrets that you have in your book. And so they don't amass wealth or at least abundance so that they can actually have freedom. So I thought that was pretty cool that he picked that joke. Kenny, why don't you pick one of the originals in the back? Um, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. You, you tell the one that's your favorite and, then, and I'd like you to tell the one that's my favorite and then we'll. We'll move on
2: the one that actually seems like a real joke that should that could be made is where does the triangle go when he stole the gold
1: okay what's the answer
2: the triangular prison
1: Tri- joel Tri- he made that himself uh-huh. own original <laughs> would you talk to tell the one about um the man needing why the man need a shower
2: yeah that was when i was about like that was when i was about like five
1: Six, I was six yeah. when it came out. Yeah, before you had but a mustache. I was of like
2: it. five when I took this. It doesn't make sense at all.
1: Oh, it does! Really? It does. I, Joel, tell this is my favorite joke in the whole book. It's when he wrote and I tell it on stage every time I'm on stage. Hey, so I do. I tell it every single time okay. we're on stage. Go
2: um, ahead. Why did the man take a bath?
1: Now stop, Joel. Why did the man take a bath? Ooh, he wanted to show his kids how to do it. Not bad, not bad. Okay, what's the answer, Kenny?
2: Because he was a stinky poo
1: because he was a stinky poo he wrote that a, that was a creative original at age six now as you can see four years later he would never tell that joke but it's my favorite joke in the book <laughs> you know, my, Kenny? my three-year-old twin boys would would love it i, I, I why don't you just click well we will go ahead and send you uh that book because that's the one that started it all off and you can text me your address joel because i'm going to send you one of my books and i'm going to send you kenny's book so you can share that with uh, them what are your that's kids awesome. names avery
3: and Bren, two boys. Okay, and uh, how old are they? They'll be four
1: this August, so next month. Really? August mm-hmm. what? August 19th. Okay, so they're Leos. Yep. Good job. All right, Kenny, go to your riddle book real quick.
2: Okay, but I want to tell you one other joke that okay. I made up that is also kind of like a real joke that could be made yeah, up the chicken. put on Google. What did the real phone say to the cake phone?
1: Was the real phone say to the cake phone?
2: Yeah.
1: I've never heard that joke before. Okay, go ahead. What is it? I mean,
2: I edited. I said cake instead of fake phone, but okay. um, he said, "Are you a phony? Are you a
1: phony?" All right. Well, we got to add that one in too. All right. Do you want to? Do you, you want to just show your riddle book real quick?
2: Okay. And uh, you one your later, book.
1: That's your yeah. That was you did that book about six months later. Yeah. Show it off. There you go. And you want to say a riddle without looking in the side? You want to give a riddle?
2: Um, I'm gonna do the one that I used to like a lot, which hey, I still ahead. do like. But I have a better one, which yep. I don't remember. Um, the, you you're in a one-story house. The outside are yellow. The walls are yellow. The couch is yellow. The carpet's yellow. The floor is yellow. Everything is yellow. But what are the stairs?
1: Joel, what are the stairs? What color are the stairs? I mean.
3: My answer or my son Bryn's answer will be rainbow because his favorite colors are yellow and rainbow. So my answer okay. is rainbow.
1: All right. Kenny?
2: None. <laughs> there, there are no stairs. It's a one-story house.
1: Oh, he gets me he gets so many people with that one, Joel. All right, Kenny, uh we're we're wrapping up now. Uh just show show the cover of your uh your the book that got you a letter from President Biden.
2: Okay. This one right here.
1: Okay, there you go. Good. Okay, Kenny's favorite place in America. And the last one is show off your book, uh, The Phobias. And that's that's going to conclude okay. your segment today. I promised Kenny during the summer that he would get to have a little spotlight every once in a while. Thank you, Joel, for allowing him to share his new book. Now, My this first is, comic book. This is his first. Show the inside. Can, of, can, can of the you, comic can you pull, push the cover a little closer so I can see? I, I want to see the cover real quick. Yeah, he's there. You go. Yeah, that's cool. That's so. That's Kenny's favorite phobias to conquer, and his first phobia he conquers is the fear of failure. The last fear he conquers, he conquers twenty of them, is the fear of success. So Kenny, show show some of the artwork in there. You can show the phobias if you want, whatever you want. So he did a graphic novel. That was his, That was a big. That was his ninth book, just before his zoo book. <laughs> so Kenny. Yeah. Joel has just come out with his first book. Is there any advice you would give? What has changed for you in doing more books? What advice can you share with the world as well as Joel? And this is Joel's new book. Mm-hmm. So, what, what advice? What, what would you say from a, a, a wisdom or a philosophical standpoint?
2: With a with a title like that, how to literally? How it uses the word literally? I would I would contain some like humor, <laughs> like.
1: Okay, well, this is not, I want to ask you, should Joel do more books? What will, what will happen if he does more books? Um, what happened for you? Did, should you have stopped with one book? No. Okay, so what happened with your life? What happened to you?
2: Uh, let's see. Oh, Why do you keep doing books? What?
1: Why do you keep doing books? Why do you keep doing them? I, because, I'm not asking you to do them. it
2: I, It was just fun to have my book on Amazon to feel like I was like, um, I, I was just an author. I, I just liked ha- ha- getting to say I was an author.
1: Okay. okay. Well, you've done a lot of books, so you could have said that with one book. So you can think about that answer for a future show, but you've been on stages. You've been Every single book you've done has caused new people to learn about you. Yeah. And that's, that's really the message, Joel, is that he couldn't have done his 10th book at the level that he did it if he didn't have those nine books to keep building on. So congratulations on getting your first book done. Before we actually started the show, I said to it, Joel, it's a big congrats because almost 99% of people say they're going to do a book and don't get it done. So I, I'm really proud of both of you for getting your first book done, Joel, and what it's going to do to help people be more financially wealthy. And then Kenny, for inspiring young people to do books and even people that haven't done a book. So you're good to go, Kenny, if you want to step off the show or you just want to uh, put in the background and one question. Oh Yes. Him? Joel, you can ask as many questions you want.
3: Yeah. And not to kind of hijack where you're going with this, but this is, in my opinion, one of the coolest things because the message in my book really comes down to, you know, people have inspiration, people have ideas and, and visions of what they want to do in life. And, you know, especially as you get in your twenties and thirties and maybe you have a family, you know, chaos takes over and your dreams fall to the wayside. You know, we, we have this life where the global subconscious is, or our national subconscious becomes, you know, get a job, get a 401k, retire at 65. And that's kind of the, the natural kind of consensus in, in retire for 401k. And part of the mission of the book is, you know, if you have a vision, you know, the greats, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a sports guy. So Kobe and Jordan and Serena Williams and some of these people, Tom Brady, you know, they pick a vision, they pick a goal and they just don't stop till they get there. The time doesn't matter. It's not about time. It's about just not stopping until that, that goal becomes a reality. And so if I'm talking to somebody, I just turned 40. So if I'm, I'm talking to somebody who's, who's 40 and they don't love their job, they have this emptiness inside and searching for something that they're going to find more joy in and fulfillment, and, well, what's that going to be? And then it, come, it comes back into this whole thing where, like, Kenny is creating something, creating a book. Now he's got 10 books, and now he's doing more things. And if you can just take one little bitty step towards your goal, towards your dream every single day, and that becomes the focus, the, re- the, the goal of the reality uh, is inevitable. And, you know, Kenny, how old are you again?
2: Uh, 10.
3: 10, and you've written 10 books.
2: Like uh actually 11 but 11.
3: yeah yeah so if i'm for someone out there is 40 years old and they have this dream this goal all it takes is one action all it takes is one action every single day and then sooner or later it's going to get there and that courage that 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 you mentioned you know getting rid of the fear of success fear of a failure that's something that's just so important to do you know the only thing that's stopping most people is, is that fear
1: wouldn't, wouldn't you say so? both of you I definitely would yeah that's that's a a big big deal so Kenny uh, give uh actually Joel why don't you give Kenny uh one bit of advice on what he should do um I mean is this a book that a a young man can read like him I I think so there's some parables in there um
3: actually I'm gonna ask you a question little Kenny I'm
1: gonna put you on the spot with some with some
3: some dollars and some calculations are you you ready for this Mm, okay okay Let's say you invest $10,000 in the stock market and you get 10% return in the first year. How
0: much
3: -hmm. are you going to get in that first year? $10,000 at
2: 10%.
3: 1,000. Okay, cool. So in the the book, we kind of uh, parable a little bit at $10,000, 10% return. Cool. Awesome. And then let's say somebody decides that they want to buy a house and they buy a house with that same $10,000 and they're going to get a 3% return on the house in the first year. So they're going to go buy a $300,000 house. They're going to put down $10,000 10, $10, for the down payment. And in that first year, they're going to get 3% appreciation on the house. What's the return in the first year?
2: Um, okay. um...
3: If you want to
1: ask a, ask a question, go ahead.
2: Um... I did not really learn um, how, that stuff right well, this, this now. So. Is, well, Kenny, this
1: is actually perfect. You're going to learn it now. Joel um, help Mr. Mm-hmm. Joel will help you. Yeah, so where some
3: people get the question and the answer wrong is they focus on the $10,000 part and then taking the 10000 and then trying to do the calculation. So if you take 300000 times .03, what number do you get? If you have a calculator, you can
2: uh, Um no, 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 no. Um, I think it's um Uh
1: I'm- Well he's in GT math so I'm really glad you're teaching this, Joel, because this is gonna put him I
2: am in GT math. I know it. I'm just trying <laughs> to sing I'm just trying to remember because I already do remember. I just don't want to get it can wrong. I, can
3: I point you in one direction?
2: Yeah.
3: What's three times three?
2: Nine.
3: Okay. So you start with that number and then
1: figure out the zeros from there. You can ask for help, Kenny, if you want.
2: Mm, I need help.
1: Okay. Joel, give it to him. Yeah, it's it's
3: 9,000. So 9,000 versus the other scenario, which was 1,000. And so that's nine times greater than investing in the stock market. The reason I think that Example is powerful is the people that love real estate and get into real estate. They start stacking and stacking and stacking. And, you know, time, right? One year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Imagine the growth of all those 300,000, 400,000, 500,000 properties over 30 years. And that's how somebody, and, and this is going to be a story that's in the book, turning $60,000 into a $3 million portfolio. And you know, on social media, we see the end result, right? We see somebody who's got 100,000 followers and they're making all kinds of money. Maybe it's affiliate marketing. Maybe it's selling a course. Maybe it's an agency. Maybe it's a Rihanna or a LeBron James. We see the end result. But the everyday person, th- there's no reason that that person doesn't have an opportunity to do some pretty cool things to be able to build wealth. And then, you know, let's say you've got a $3 million portfolio. Well, then what does that actually mean? At the end of the day, we, we call, you know, taking control and having the power of choice. When you've got a lane that you're building, just like you, Kenny, you've, you've, you're on your 11th book, you're, you're in front of people speaking. When you fast forward the clock a number of years and you have the ability to go choose how to spend your time I think that's for most people, that's what it's all about. Being able to spend time with the family, spend time on vacation, go go to where you want to go, having control rather than, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, you know, are stuck at a job and don't love it. And that's,
1: that's the part that's, that's dragging them down, not having control. So that's just
3: one you know, part of the book. Joel,
1: I, we're going to be going to break in a minute or two. And mm-hmm. I want to make sure that you get this message. Cause Kenny's going to uh, take off. First of all, What a great question to ask uh, someone his age and really anyone near that age, because you're teaching them financial literacy and that financial literacy, given the confidence gives them such a huge head start. I mean, most adults don't even know the answers to what you're sharing. And that is one of the reasons they don't have that wealth and that abundance that they'd like to have in life. So we're going to come back in a couple minutes and We're going to dig deeper into who you are, Joel, and what caused you to write the book and what the book uh, is about. How how can people reach out to you, Joel? Yeah, right now, the best way is going to be on Instagram.
3: And the platform is strive425. So S-T-R-I-V-E, F-O-R, and then the number 25. So you can just hit me up, message me on, on Instagram.
1: Okay, well, that is awesome. We are excited that we're going to be adding you to the new podcast book. And Kenny, you, you might get a podcast going for this summer. That'd be pretty fun. And uh, Joel, I understand you're going to be going to New York at Times Square. And yeah. we all know about the Keep Smiling card, of course. But we made a card for you and all the people going to New York. And it's, hey, you, keep smiling. So we got the New York version. And for the one the, for the Canadians I met in uh, the National Speaker Association, Joel's, Joel, we should go to the National Speaker Association next year together. I made a card for the Canadians so they can understand what we're saying. He's smiling, eh? So we're going to go to break right now, and we'll be back in a couple minutes uh, to hear more about Joel, his new book, and how you will prosper by getting a copy of it. Kenny, thank you for so much for not only being on the show, but for being a wonderful son and making me proud. And the audience may not know this, but you decide to make these books, right? This is your choice to make books, right? Yep. Oh, that didn't sound very convincing.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I asked Kenny to do his first book, and I asked him to do his 10th book. And I am actually uh, commissioning him to do his 11th book, or I guess his 12th, called My First 10 Years, What I Learned My First 10 Years. So those are three books out of 12 that I've asked him to do because they're important to me. But all the other ones he came up with, and I'm, I'm just really proud of them. So, Kenny, you have a great day. I'll see you. Maybe we'll go to the park today and talk about your new book. All right?
2: All okay. right. I nice to meet
1: you. you. All right. Bye, Kenny. All right, we're going to break.
0: Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at the umbrellasyndicate.com now back to amplify
1: all right well we had a packed uh, first segment it went just like that and joel this one's going to go fast too but uh perfect publishing the umbrella syndicate uh keep smiling movement and of course podcastify me are sponsors of this show and we're excited to be partners with all of them so joel uh why did you decide to get your book done
3: yeah there's just this burning desire inside of me to help my ten, 10 years ago self like what would I have done differently? What could I have told myself 10 years ago to get onto a better path And that's it's such a double-sided question and I hate the question because at the end of the day, you know 10 years ago would I have been in the right mental position to be able to receive the information or the advice and that's that's a whole different question um, but the, yeah I mean just trying to
1: help the next person, Get ahead, Bill Wealth. So I'm going to throw some things at you that may have been other reasons and you can tell me if I'm on the right track. So first of all, it's interesting you say 10 years because my son just turned 10 June 14th, Flag Day. And he's writing his book that he did not come up with his title. And not only did not come up with his title, he didn't have a desire to do it, just so we're clear. <laughs> I I'm forcing him to do this for one reason only, because of your statement. At age 20, when he reads what he thought and wrote at age 10, I think it's going to be, one, hysterical, but two, I think it's going to cause them to think at a much higher level. If you, if you own your thoughts, like when you got this book to come out, two questions here. Did you become a better person as you wrote the book? And are you a different person after having the book out? Yeah, that, that is the most important question and
3: point. You know, the, the process that changes you, it changes how you think, it changes how you look at, at life going through the process to me. Um, all the books, all the conversations, all the advice that I received you know, push me to put this out there. And, you know, the biggest thing is that so many focus on the results. And that's something I had to get over myself is, you know, not worrying about the results and just worrying about the process and just, you know, methodically just getting the work done.
1: Well, since you are younger than me, I will, I will be a a mentor to you in this show, just for the sake of caring about you. Would that be, do do I have your permission? 100%. So I will, I will request or uh, invite you to look at the word commitment. So instead of making results, just being committed to a result and the result you, you did create, you created several, one result you created is that we are connected again. Another result you created is that you have a finished book. Another result you may not have been aware you were going to create is that you are now an authority because you are not the same person you were when you started the book. You actually, you designed you being a bigger and better leader in this uh, theme, in this space. And that is why I think 99% of people do not finish their book. It is a lot to take on that you're not going to be the same person when you finish. That's so, that, that, yeah, that's why I wanted to identify that right out of the gate. But uh, I want the audience to know who you are. I got the the privilege of meeting you through uh, Fritz, Michael Fritz. And uh, please help me with his last name because I, I, I always call him Fritz. Fritz, yes. I, I call Fritz, him Fritz, right? too. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I don't
3: use his he, first name. I just call him Fritz.
1: Oh. I think people that would spend time with him, like if Stephen Wright spent time with him or if the late Mitch Hedberg spent time, they'd be like, Oh my gosh, you're funnier than we are. I mean, he is, he is hysterical. I, I, I just, sometimes I just make an excuse. I need to talk to you about the podcast just so we can banter and come up with some new material we'll never publish. But I, I intend to write a book with him actually um, just there, there's so much to be said for dry humor. I mean, almost everyone knows, Stephen Wright jokes and Mitch Hedberg jokes. And so I think that he is, he's a catalyst for people coming up with a new appreciation for dry humor. Totally. Totally.
3: Just getting in the room with them, spending some time with them, you know, him popping in my office a couple weeks ago,
1: just to say, what's up, just be able to spend time. It just, it just changes your day. So I love it. It does. Well, I want to give another shout out because this is actually important for you to, uh, to know and take on if you'd like, is that we wouldn't know each other if there wasn't a gentleman who just had his fifth child, a baby boy. I don't have the name of the baby boy, but that is J.R. Spear. J.R. Spear created an event called BLN and he did the BLN event in St. Louis. And I turned to Fritz and said, if you know anybody that deserves to be in the St. Louis book and he only picked you, bro, he picked (laughs) you. And you came out and you, you took it seriously, but I have to say that this is the reason I would bet on you to finish a book. So if there's a hundred people that say they're going to finish a book, I would bet on you because you're a person that shows up, and you know as well as I do, showing up and getting started are just two things that completely change the game of you winning. It's like going through the monopoly board, going round and round and round, but never buying a property. Right? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> that's no fun. Yeah, and and that's why monopoly. You know, I heard a uh, a joke. I can't. I wish I could give credit to the person, but uh, it was like a Mitch Hedberg type of comedian. If it wasn't himself, he says um it's not really fair that monopoly is only made by one per one company (laughs) so (laughs) good on coming up with that so uh, we want to learn about you and even though we have a a very quick 25 minutes with you i'd like to uh, take a reasonably deep dive in who is joel how did you become who you are so where were you born what was your childhood like yeah i was born in st louis and one of four
3: a middle kid and I grew up playing sports, you know, our family, we played sports and traveled and baseball and my sister was in soccer and just all the sports that's what we grew up with. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot, a lot of competitiveness. And, um, you know, I played some high school baseball, some college baseball and, you know, graduated from WashU and St. Louis and finished playing D3 baseball. And just, you know, it was a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of good memories, a lot of good people. Um, and so I got in the mortgage industry coming out of college in 2005, six, that was my first job. And it's still what I do today. It's my main job. It's my, it's my, it's
1: my, uh, my primary hustle, so to speak. So all this other stuff so we're what, what about happened it, in, on the side. So what happened in baseball or what happened in your childhood that caused you to have that interest? You know, that's a good question. My dad played a little bit of minor league baseball, like
3: low, low, low level. So he introduced it to us and just something that, you know, we enjoyed doing in the, in, in the, the backyard and, you know, I still have memories of being five years old at my parents' old house. You know, the backyard freezes over when we're out there playing hockey at five years old on the backyard. Just sport. I love sports. Just something that you enjoy doing, getting out there and moving well, around and around.
1: Well, the question I was asking and you went in a different direction, which is fine Sorry. because that, that question could have been that that question could have been the question I would have asked second. Now I don't have to ask it. So here's the question <laughs> I was asking. I was asking the question of what does baseball have to do with your choice of going into the financial world? Does it have any? Does it have? Oh, I'm connection? sorry.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely does because I I believe you know my kids are are going to be four in August and I believe that understanding the game, winning and losing both have its place. The competitiveness, the rising up against uh, a challenge. It doesn't matter if it's badminton or mm-hmm. dancing or baseball or hockey. Any any activity I believe is is important for a, you know an adolescent kid, a teenager to be doing. That competitiveness is so important and being able to deal with failure and being able to deal with losing it's an it's an important skill to, to learn as you become an adult so to, to me that competitiveness is something that's been instilled in me and that's
1: pushed me to kind of do some just do some things here uh, as an adult can i guess two i'm going to guess two movies so i'm not going to ask you if i can i'm just going to guess two movies that you love oh shoot and okay, yep. okay. And, and just so the audience knows uh one we've never talked about that this is that correct Joel? 100%. 100%. And secondly, our, our amount of minutes we've had conversations is pushing about 12 minutes before this radio show is about right. Maybe Maybe, 11, maybe 15. Yeah. Maybe 11. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) in other words, we haven't talked about anything that's on this show. And so if I say, I'm going to take a stab at two movies that you love, that's kind of, that's an, that's out in left field, I guess is a good way to put it. Right. Like you weren't expecting that. that, Not not expecting that at all. and I've never done this before, by the way. So okay. uh, in six years of doing this, I've, I've ne- never taken a stab at guessing someone's favorite movies. Now that doesn't mean that you, they're your favorites, but that you love them. Okay. So that I okay. want to clarify. Okay. So, uh, the first one I'm going to guess is a favorite of yours is, um, well, that you love Moneyball. A thousand percent,
3: <laughs> a thousand, <laughs> a thousand percent. And, and that I got that book from Michael Lewis. I think you know, 03 or four, forget the year. So yeah, the book when the when the movie came out, absolutely, I watched it. Yeah, because you're actually combining
1: your two loves. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. And in then the you know, yeah. And then the third is you know the underdog. The underdog. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna guess the other one. Now the other one was not my strong one. This is just one I believe in because you seem like a person of persistence, and that's the movie Rudy. Yeah. Well, that one came out, I was, you know, I think that was a like 93,
3: 93, 94. So I was like probably 11, your son's age probably when it came out. So yeah, definitely watch that book and definitely love, appreciate it for sure. So you read the books too, huh? That that one I didn't
1: read, but definitely. You watched the movie then? That... Yeah. That one, just the movie. Well, the reason I'm bringing this up, Joel, is um, you, you've you caused a couple of things to happen in the show that um, yield a, a, a different turn than I wasn't expecting. So first of all, That Kenny went longer and I saw that you were engaged. And I, you know, I I told you before the show, hey, my son's gonna be on for about 10 minutes. So and he ended up being on the show with you. And my heart really is just pounding with appreciation for you. I, I know he's gonna come to me later and say, Daddy, I felt a little embarrassed. I didn't know the answers, but you caused him to think and understand that he doesn't know everything, but that this is important to know because his aspirations are to own a big mansion. They are to have financial freedom. They are to have the car of his choice. And they are to play video games and have a life that he wants to just do what what he wants, right? And so you asked a question that's completely related to if you know that answer, you can have those things. Yeah. And so I applaud you. And here's how I'm going to applaud you. There's a reason I pick Rudy. Rudy is in the book called Dose of Hope. It is somewhere on these two banners here dose of hope is going out to millions of people we are estimating up to 20 million people people that need hope and the reason most people need hope is that they're out of something and one of the things they may be out of is money right yeah but if you have lots of money you probably have a higher degree of hope than people that without money from a standpoint that you can fix problems that you can't fix sometimes without money right so 100%. this book is a book about how you create who you are, how you create your purpose and how that purpose impacts the world. Well, you've shown up in this, this segment. So strong, the first segment, especially with ask my son and being patient, like you just let him be. And, you know, he's pro- like I said, he's going to come to me and say, daddy, I felt like. I do that. So I want to encourage you to write a children's book or that maybe you and I could write something that is, or maybe Kenny and you could write something that is geared towards kids having better financial intelligence because financial intelligence as you know is not really taught in school and and forget about yeah and and you know if i knew what i knew like you said 10 years ago if you knew good god if i knew that when you buy a house you buy it three times that's insane but that's what compound interest does. And when you know the negative side of it, you can actually get on the other side, which is the positive side and say, I want to loan yeah. to people that want to have, <laughs> I'm going to make two times their house payments. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Th- that's what I want to say to you is you're going to get the dose of hope template. It's a $72,000 template. We consider it like the gold, the gold invitation that you are doing things in life that create hope for others and that you are committed to it and that you deserve to be, publicized and honored for bringing hope to the world. So I just want to say kudos to you. I, everything I've said has been obviously sincere, but when I back it up with that kind of invitation, you know, it's the real deal. Yeah. I'd be honored. Uh, absolutely. would be honored to be amazing. And also when I brought up New York, you're like, I'm there. Like everything about you is like Fritz asked, said, I got one person and you, you left your day, you changed your day. You came out just to shake my hand. We talked a couple minutes and you said, yeah, I want to be in touch. And so here we are today because of showing up. It wasn't like a stranger. Like I didn't have to say, who would, would I want to have on my show? I want to have you on my show because you're someone that cares about people's abundance. And people's abundance means that they're not wanting. It means that they can actually make choices. People confuse abundance with financial success. It's it's actually having everything you need. So everything you need. So state of mind, uh, yeah. So let's, let's talk about your book. Um, we, we're going to go to, and by the way, you're going to be added to the new podcaster book. I, I'm either going to fly out to you or you're flying out to me or find an event, but I want to get you in the podcaster book for your strive, striper 25, right? Yep. Okay. So, um, we're going to go into rapid fire and we're going to take a pivot at that point, but tell people like three nuggets that they'll get by buying your book and what they'll get by finishing your book. By finishing the book. So
3: One, you're going to get some information, some examples, some storylines, some fables. Cool, right? Two, the ability to understand that information is important. But if information was the only thing that mattered for people being happy and successful, then we'd all be happy and successful because we've got the internet at our fingertips at all seconds of the day. Right. And there's something missing. And, you know, the last part, the third part is, you know, When you want something and the ability to understand how time works if you want something enough and you work on it every single day even if it's just one action one little bitty action every day that's that's what it takes to be able to to make that that dream a reality
1: and things that are easy to do but also easy not to do and that's the difference so that last part was kind of the uh malcolm gladwell tipping point or outliers just putting the time in and 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 you know, tipping point really is what your book's about, and we talked about uh, consistency. So, t- bring bring up those topics, please. Yeah, kind of back into the
3: Malcolm Gladwell, you know, uh, integrity, tipping point. You know, um, becoming who you are, um, seeing it, believing it, and looking at it every single day. And you know, kind of going back to the the, the idea of hope that you mentioned before. You know, it's this money, fame you know um riches are hey if you want that then maybe there's some negative something negative about you and maybe it's hollow etc um but it's okay to want money but if you attach that money with something like freedom power to choose you know freedom for my family uh security for my family when you attach these these values to them it's something i think that can be powerful and it's okay to want money and you know i just realized when i was on the way to work that i didn't have coffee i wanted my damn coffee pardon my french so i went to the store and i got my damn coffee and we go get these little bitty things that are going to make us happy in the moment which is cool but why not having that same desire that same want for my own personal control my own personal financial freedom why can't i work on that every single day it's okay to do that so it's, it's okay to to want something more in your life and uh break those barriers down because a lot of it's internal breaking those barriers down to, to realize that it's okay to work on it every single day.
1: Well, I want to say that, uh, you know, coffee is not a French word. It's cafe. Okay. So don't worry about saying, uh, French words like that. I mean, it's just, (laughs) it's (laughs) just, all right. Appreciate it. Okay. So, uh, the fables, you got fables in there. Can you give us a little short snippet of a fable in there in the book?
3: Yeah. So, you know, it kind of goes back to this, this idea of the, you know, the median income median household income kind of uh, a place where so many people are going to be, you have the riches, the, the billionaires, and you have people at the bottom. Right. And then there's this bill pack in between, but the billionaires, they're the exception to the exception to the rule. And, And I think there's just so much headlines about the billionaires. And I don't even know why we talk about them so much in terms of, of finances, because, you know, it's such a small percentage and, you know, if you've got somebody making fifteen to twenty bucks an hour at a at a certain type of um, trade in, in, you know a job, um, that's a bulk of the type of jobs and, and households that are out there. And this idea of middle class or, or even lower middle class, you know, being stuck, um, that's a mentality because there's ways to be able to to rise above. And you know, it kind of goes through a series of examples of compounding. Somebody gets fifty thousand dollars of inheritance, and what do they do with it? They to keep it into a savings account, you know, earning little interest. The next person, you know, has a little bit of a different mindset, and then same job, same income, and they're investing in the stock market and they're figuring out ways to be able to stockpile a little bit of money every single of hundred bucks a month, and the power of compounding apply to money, but also to your habits, your actions. When you're when you're applying that mindset of one percent better at, at your job at saving money, those things add up over a year or two or three or five or ten, and then same kind of concepts applied towards real estate. Just giving somebody some real examples of ways that the everyday person can get ahead. And, you know, the last example to me is is the one that I enjoy the most because uh, I'm a real estate guy. And I've got a portfolio of real estate that I built um, kind of from scratch and I didn't have a mentor. Um, that's kind of the inspiration too behind this. Um, but how to turn $60,000 over eight years into a, a $3 million portfolio of someone that started out making $40,000 a year. That's so, the stuff
1: that's possible. That's really, I mean, and that's the cool part about you being the author of the book is that you are a living example. There are, there are some people, as you know, that write about something that they're making their money to get there instead of that they are there. So that is, that's something to uh, also give you mad props. So we have uh, something called rapid fire. We have about three minutes to close. So I want to make sure we get those questions. In so the audience gets to know you better. And those are the questions that would normally people will be, able to program themselves a little like you, because you decide these were your favorite things. So a book that changed your life.
3: Yeah. Power
1: of consistency by Walden Long. And I just want to break off and say that Joel and I were talking about consistency and integrity. And if you are consistent, you are integral. So that's, those are very synonymous uh, a movie that inspires you. <sighs> I got to go off of the money ball.
3: Um, I mean, I hate to say it, this is, this is completely in left field. Big daddy, big daddy, oh, a, Adam Sandler. Just, yes, that's a great I, one. I look back at that and I watched that movie, um, probably in my teens. And now that I'm a dad looking back at that, that it just makes me laugh
1: so hard. Oh, we're going to, cool. we're going to put a link to that and we yeah, can, yeah. my son just watched a couple of Adam Sandlers, you know, the ones, but, uh, he's, he's digging them. All right. Um, what's a, what, who's someone you'd like to meet? Steph Curry basketball. Okay. And, uh, who is your hero? Ooh,
3: I mean, my parents and, and more so than ever, because I look back at like, how the hell did they deal with us <laughs> Yeah, my parents?
1: And what's a quote you live by? Ooh,
3: yeah, it's not really anything special, but something that I've just kind of internalized just through reading and seeing so much that my vision, my dream, it's, it's up to me to make it a reality.
1: Beautiful. Um, what's, what's a song that gets you going? Ooh, um, this kind of goes back to my twin boys. Um, high hopes. hopes. That is a great one. Yeah. They love that. So I'm going to ask a question. That's actually a, a secret one that, uh, I'm releasing from Kenny's book. He's writing his book. Um, a problem he'd like to solve in the world if he had a billion dollars. Oh,
3: that's so easy. And this is, this is, this is the thing that gets me pumped up. Gary V says redefining success you know, waking up every morning and being excited. Like this is to me the, what gets me pumped up, you know, 56% of Americans don't have a thousand dollars saved, which is massive. And, you know, talking about saving money, cutting and doing budgeting, that's great, but it's not going to get you to where you want to go. And so if I can help, you know, 10% of the Americans, 10,000 people, a thousand, whatever the number is, add an extra thousand bucks of extra income, additional income stream. That's the goal
1: of our platform is to help, people add an extra and, income stream. And how do people, uh, get a hold of you and, uh, the book's already on Amazon. So how, how can people get the book? Yep. Um, so Instagram strive for number 25,
3: strive for 25. If you want to engage message, reach out, Instagram is the best way. If you don't want to do that, you can text me on my number 314-956-1580.
1: I always applaud people that put their phone number because that's that's someone's as serious about connecting and helping people. Um, what did you think uh, in a brief ten seconds? What did you think about that idea of writing a children's book for financial literacy?
3: Uh, I'm hundred percent on board, and and that's the thing. You know, spending some time with your son, you know, to me, w- w- c- the word coincidence, I don't really know, but like that right there, that ten year old brain, that ten year old seven year old mind of fearlessness. That's what it takes. You know, as we get older, you know, we p- start putting up our own walls of what's possible. And if you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s and you've got a job and you don't think you have time, you don't think it's possible to build wealth and get ahead and take control of your finances. You know, th- the platform that I've built, the podcast, I started uh, started posting on Instagram on July 12th of last year and I posted every single day. The whole mo- uh, mantra of Atomic Habits and the two-minute rule. If I could just do two minutes every single day, that's enough. Like this whole platform was built at eight 30 night and beyond like
1: that's awesome. day job, kids, all that. Joel, I, I am excited because my son c- talk about coincidence said these words. I don't know what my next book will be. It'd be funny if it was the fact that it would outdo every book he's done because it would help kids be more financially literate because of you. So okay. I will connect you guys uh, as soon as it, it makes sense. Uh, hopefully in about a month when he's finished with his book, this is Ken Rashawn on amplified. You have been enjoying Joel Farrell, sharing his wisdom and success at making money work for you instead of you working for it. And you know how to connect with him. We'll give you a link and stay amplified. We are so excited that you have given us answers on being more abundant, more free, and having more hope. Thanks a lot, Joel. Appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Stay amplified.
0: hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Roshan again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.